You are listening to It's Midnight Somewhere with DJs Mistress McCutcheon and The Wasteland. It's midnight somewhere. It's midnight. It's midnight Hi, this is Mistress McCutcheon coming to you from downtown Toronto, and I am accompanied by my DJ partner in crime, The Wasteland. How you doing? Also downtown Toronto-ish, kind of <laughs> west, kind of kind of Parkdale, kind of kind of Brockton. That means nothing if you don't live in Toronto. Yeah, it means nothing. So today's episode, we are talking about a city that we have a lot of love for. We're talking about Chicago. Chicago is the third largest city in the USA with a population of about 2.6 million people. It's just behind the population of Toronto. Located on Lake Michigan, it is a city rich with art, architecture, cuisine, and culture. It's also home to the independent record label Wax Tracks Records, although that had begun as a shop in Denver in 1978. It moved to Chicago in November of that year, and it pretty much established Chicago as a home for industrial music. While we're not going super duper into uh, Wax Tracks history on this episode because there are plenty of other resources that do that very well, we will recommend watching Industrial Accident, the story of Wax Tracks Records, which is a documentary available through Wax Tracks. And there is also the history of industrial music, Chicago. Uh, there's a trailer for that documentary that we're going to link in the show notes. Chicago's also home to the Cold Waves Festival, which began in 2012 as a celebration of the scene. Uh, it initially started as a fundraiser for suicide prevention charities in honor of the passing of Jamie Duffy, who was a loved and respected sound engineer and musician in the scene. So what we did want to talk about in celebrating Chicago, our sister city to Toronto, essentially, both being on one of the Great Lakes and having sort of a similar uh Having a similar culture, similar feel with the underground scene. I know for similar me, I, I'm say that again. Similar cold. Similar cold, except no, I think Chicago's worse. I think Chicago in the winter. I mean, there's a reason why they oh, call yeah. it the Windy City. It gets fucking cold there. And uh, yep. yeah, it, it, we're sometimes we're just better off being in Toronto over Chicago for sure. But I know that if Toronto didn't exist, I probably would have moved to Chicago from New York because uh, I definitely appreciate Chicago. And if, I haven't been there in, in over a decade, but it's a really fun city. I would love to experience that someday. I've never been to Chicago. I think that's of note, uh, which is why this is great as a music podcast and not a travel podcast, because otherwise I'd be, you know, talking out my ass completely. <laughs> <laughs> and not just partially. Uh, yeah, yeah, entirely. I mean, you know, I, I hardly ever know what I'm doing. So, uh... <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> So while we're not concentrated on wax tracks, bands coming out of Chicago that you can definitely pinpoint, I'd like to actually start with Pigface. Pigface is an industrial supergroup. Uh, it was formed in 1990 by Martin Atkins and William Riflin. Pigface has had varying periods of activity between 1990 and 2009, and then again in 2016, and then again in 2019 up to the present, because they currently had a Stay the Fuck Inside tour on October 10th that was broadcast online all over the place, and 
and uh, it was actually quite a fun show. Atkins remains the constant soul member of the group, and they've got a rotating cast of, of musicians who they've worked with over the years. Do you have a particular Pigface album that you like? I I have an interesting relationship with Pigface. I like Pigface. I have Pigface songs. I have only ever had one album, and I think it was actually just an EP, and that was the or a single, and that was the club hit EP. And I am that kind of dumbass. Um, I've listened to a lot of Pigface. I've never disliked it, but whenever I walk into a record store, I'm like, what should I look for? I always forget about them. <laughs> So, and I don't own anything beyond that one CD that I stumbled across once. And I'm like, oh yeah, Pigface, I should get that. The only other thing that I should mention is that I know William Bill Riflin was uh, very involved with them through a lot of those iterations until he passed away or got sick, really. He passed away from cancer not too long ago. So, it, you know, I know that was one of the, the artists where a lot of people were like, oh, that's sad. And that hit me because, like, his his drumming, like, my uncle was a drummer. He taught me some drum stuff. And the drummer I wanted to be like was Bill Riflin. So I, I'm, I was a terrible drummer, which is why I don't drum. I DJ. But... <laughs> right. But he was the guy, like, if I, if I could have been a drummer, I would have wanted to be like Bill Riflin. So... I would say as far as Pigface albums and what I gravitate towards, I particularly like their second studio album called Fook. It was released in 1992 on Invisible. And the song I'd like to drop in here actually is Alice is Mine.
Next up, I want to mention another older band that is from Chicago. And it's funny because I had always thought of them as being an English band and in varying write-ups, they're frequently compared to the pop group. But in my mind, I've always associated them with Ausgang. And that would be Bone Men of Barumba. They're a short-lived post-punk band that formed in 1980 and they're kind of on this tribal funk trip. They released two EPs, uh, self-titled in 1981, and then in 1983, they released Driving the Bats Through Jerusalem. And they have one full length called Icons that was released in 1984 before they had broken up. I feel like this is a band that more people should know about because they're they're really actually a lot of fun. Uh, and they're, yeah, I, I tend to associate them with, with Ausgang in my mind as far as being a post-punk band that's a little funkier. The track that I'd like to play is actually off of Driving the Bats Through Jerusalem, and this one's called Pity It Ain't. What is the problem? Just what is the cause? It's all the same questions. You make your own laws. For walls to surround you.
So to move us towards newer Chicago bands, because uh, we are not solely a historical podcast, it, despite our last couple of episodes, uh, I want to. I would like to bring up Hyde. Hyde is composed of Heather Gable and Seth Shear. They have been working together since 2014. Their uh, debut full length is called Castration Anxiety. Now, they do have a couple of releases before that, but Castration Anxiety kind of catapulted them to the front of the uh, forefront of the industrial scene. You really need to experience this band live. The one time I got to, they're, they're, they were so explosive they blew up their own equipment uh <laughs> it is a very cathartic experience seeing them live it really is and if you can't if you haven't seen them live and you're you know you kind of want to get a feel of what i'm looking for if you look up their video for close your eyes it was it's all shots set to a song but it's from a live performance of theirs so it's all stage performance stuff um it's not manicured you know we're we're you know, playing on a stage in front of people, but we're actually kind of in a warehouse and bullshit 80s shit. This is like real, uh, you know, live footage. And they are a visceral band to see. They they will like uh, it's it's been a long time since I saw a band that where I left, I felt like physically impacted by their performance. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. It's a really simple concept as far as how they how they present themselves and with the strobing it's very simple but really effective really powerful because it makes heather appear very like not human the way she moves and it's a really it is a really powerful experience to witness them live and i think that's probably a big reason why they haven't been performing online because it's just not the same I would agree with that. Uh, and just because you said the strobing, I, I want to throw it out there for anybody who has issues with strobe lights. They tend to aim them at themselves more than the crowd, which is, you know, when when bands like there are bands that will aim high powered strobes right at the crowd to disorient you and they just kind of exist within it. And that's cool, but that's not for everybody. And there are certain people who just cannot ever experience a show like that. Hyde will aim half or more of their strobes at themselves. So it's on the stage. It's not hitting the crowd. So it's kind of like you're taking part, but you're not of it. it and it separates them from the crowd. And it makes them their own little world, which I think is what helps deliver their performance. Yeah. And they just recently put out a new single. Yes, they did. It's called uh, Man's Best Friend. So here we go.
Another newer Chicago band we'd like to talk about is Wingtips. Wingtips is the duo of Vincent Segretario and Hannah Avalon. They've been working together since 2014. And Exposure Therapy was their like first major North American tour uh, in support of that album. And it was released in August of 2019. They, uh, it's funny because I hosted their show at The Boat here in Toronto uh, in October of 2019, and they had just finished up their their tour in October of that year. Uh, I know they've done an online show uh, during this time period, uh, and they're they're just lovely. They're this lovely post punk synthy pop band because they're they're not so dark. But the goths like them anyway, because they're just really delightful. And and there's so many really good singles off of that album. I know Deaf Pursuit was released in advance of the album and got some good good rotation before the album came out. But what song should we what song should we drop in here? I mean, due to silliness that occurred with, with us one night at a at a nightclub, I would almost say after the storm. Because when we did see them in October, two weeks later, I was kind of hoping that when they were like, well, you want an encore, but we played everything we have, what song should we play again? And that was the song like I yelled out because uh, we had that that incident. But I mean, I really like it. Yeah, fuck it. Let's put in uh, After the Storm. Yeah. Yeah. 
The next act that we'd like to talk about is is related to wingtips. It's visceral anatomy. Visceral anatomy. So here here's an interesting thing. I I did not know this band existed. I uh, signed in at the beginning of the the hard lockdowns when everybody was doing something online and bands were doing live shows. And it was a live show where the headliner was another another act that'll be coming up. Um, sorry, I don't want to tip our hand. And then um, multiple man. And the opener was a band I never heard of called Visceral Anatomy. And the the live show starts, and I'd already seen the wingtip shows, and I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't I know this room. And then here comes uh Hannah from Wingtips, like turns around and starts singing, and then the camera pulls back, and there's Vincent playing synths. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was literally confused. I sat up like I was laying in bed because I'd already been home for two weeks. Um, everything was awful or two weeks, three weeks, maybe a month. Who knows? Time at that period of 2020 didn't mean anything. It was the 42nd week of March. Um, and <laughs> and I sat up in bed like like from a depressive haze and was like, what the fuck is happening? And it was good it was really good and i don't i don't they didn't even finish the set before i bought their ep they have one ep the ep is called modern anguish and it's really interesting because it's more of like a dark ebm sound it's not quite dark wave it's not quite synth pop it's also not quite EBM. It's definitely got more of that minimal synth leaning into the EBM techno stuff. But EBM techno is more samples than vocals. And Hannah delivers on the vocals in this. And this is where, like, um, just to go back to the wingtips thing, I was impressed with them because you'll see a s- songs where Hannah plays drums and keys and guitar. And then all of a sudden, I'm watching you know, visceral anatomy and turns around and she could sing. And now here's Vincent who played just guitar in wingtips when we saw them and is now playing keys and drums. And I'm like, both of these people are super talented and you could, 
apparently arrange these two artists in a configuration that will create completely different art. And that is amazing. The song I would like to drop in of these two artists creating amazing different art is called Lip Switch. It's the song I have DJed out the most um, because it, as much as they are all those things that I have said, they are also not wholly any one of them. They have their own sound with this act and it's the one that I can blend into other things the easiest. So, and that's not a shot against them. It's literally a shot against me as a DJ. Like I'm not that great. <laughs>
Next up, the next new act we'd like to talk about is the main act from that Visceral Anatomy Multiple Man show, which is Fee Lion. Fee Lion consists of sinister synths brought to us by Justina Kierty, which I hope I'm pronouncing correctly. Uh, she has been creating music since 2017, and the EP that was released in April of 2019 is called Blood Sisters. The New York label Bound also recently remixed all four of the tracks uh, featuring featuring Silent Servant, Minimal Violence, Multiple Man, and Contravoid. This is a really solid EP. It, it will get asses moving on a dance floor, and it's very sexy, very dark synth. Uh, it's a very easy album to like. The best way to describe her sound for like the dark synthy bits is how she has it described on her Bandcamp, which looks like it was a quote, which says synth heartbeats that could have been on a new Depeche Mode album. Uh, now, new Depeche Mode, you may have feelings about that, but I assure you she is much better if they are negative and if they are positive, uh, it's, it's probably that good. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we should just stop talking about it and, and folks should judge for themselves. So here's Blood Sisters off of the Blood Sisters EP. Don't.
So the next act I'd like to bring up is the Bellwether Syndicate, which is fronted by William Faith, a man who hardly needs an introduction. Uh, he makes such an excellent frontman and has been influential in a lot of bands from the 80s and 90s, has played with Christian Death and Sex Gang Children and various other notable acts. Uh, it's also Sarah Rose, a.k.a. Scary Lady Sarah, who is a massively influential DJ based out of Chicago and is known worldwide for her DJing. Um, she's hosted Nocturna for over 30 years and is is a, a mainstay of the Chicago scene. Bellwether Syndicate formed in 2012. And although the studio album is written by both of them, the live lineup is actually a five-piece band, which includes Paul Sin, Philly Peroxide, and Stephen Gray. And Philly Peroxide is also another really fantastic DJ. Uh, online these days, both Philly and Scary Lady Sarah do an evening called Bittersweet, which is all shoegaze. And it is really fantastic. Uh, I definitely recommend checking out their DJing when they go online on Twitch. I can't uh, believe you hit a shoegaze night for me. What's that? I can't believe you hit a shoegaze night for me. There is, you know, it's crazy. There is some shoegaze out there. And uh, Philly Proxide and Sarah are doing one of them. Another one that is every now and again is my old DJ partner back in New York. Uh, Frankie Teardrop does some shoegaze and has been dropping vinyl and does it fairly casually. I've not heard any shoegaze, like good shoegaze in a while. I would love a shoegaze night. Why are you uh, hiding this? <sighs> Dude, this is the second time I've gotten in trouble because Justin discovered that the, the, the last time I went to Sonic Boom, I picked up Coil's The Gay Man's Guide to Safer Sex 2. And Justin put it on and was like, you know, I like down tempo. I didn't know this was part of Coil's range. What the fuck? You've been holding out on me, Laura. So I. Well, that's his fault for not diving into co Coil sooner. I mean, like, that's like, that's like baby shoes. Come on. Well. Love uh, you, Justin. Apparently, <laughs> apparently I'm just getting into trouble because I'm holding out on shit. But the problem is there's so much. It's like drinking from the fire hose. I can't help it. No, it is. It is. And, and I, I, uh, am not as home. I'm not home as much as you are. So it's, it's impossible. Even, even if you did tell me, it's quite possible I already forgot and have moved on with my life because my life is not fixed well, I'm, I'm, at this time. Well, I am fixed in crawling the walls, but I'm also being saved by the very many Twitch streams. And I can tell you about all the DJs that I'm also enjoying listening to out there. But, uh, but we're talking about Bellwether Syndicate. Although, again... Scary Lady Sarah, Philly Peroxide, and William Faith are DJing nights, and they're really fantastic on Twitch. So I would highly recommend giving those folks a follow. Uh, the Bellwether Syndicate, I, though, they're I really like what Scary Lady Sarah does online, actually. Um, starting a, another night from Prophecy, uh, somebody said in that group, well, what if we have too much on the screen? And I sent them Scary Lady Sarah, and I'm like, no such thing. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> the Bellwether Syndicate's debut EP was released in 2013, but their most current single came out in 2018 and is called Republic. It's going to appear on the upcoming album, which fingers crossed we'll see uh, when that comes together because uh, I'm sure it'll be really exciting. 
because uh, the EP is fantastic. And Bellwether Syndicate recently toured with Clan of Zymox. Uh, we caught them at Lee's Palace in the before times, just before lockdowns and stuff uh, happened. So uh, I'm gonna, I think we need to drop that in here. So here's the single Republic. So confident, virtuous intent, ready to dispense holy judgment divine.
So again, I think these are just a few of the bands that we wanted to highlight in this episode about Chicago because there are various others that we've spoken about before. Chicago, again, has a really rich scene. It is a really lovely city. Uh, I hope to visit it again once travel can be a thing in the future. And again, there are some wonderful DJs out of Chicago. Yes. So these were... Just a couple of bands that we wanted to talk about that we haven't gotten a chance to talk about before. Some bands that we have talked about before in previous episodes are also from Chicago, such as Go Fight and None of Your Concern. And obviously Ministry was a big one, and we didn't want to get back into that because we have a whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, this is just to highlight what a really rich scene Chicago has. And it is a really lovely city. We also mentioned uh, the fact that Nocturna has been going strong for over 30 years at this point. Uh, and and Chicago was home to a lot of a lot of really interesting venues, which again is yet to be seen how how things are going to evolve and adapt after uh, after we get through this global pandemic. Um, hopefully, travel will be a, a thing again in the future where we'll have a chance to to visit this fine city. Just don't go in the winter time because you'll freeze your ass off. It's ridiculous. It is so fucking cold there. Did you go in the winter? No, I have successfully avoided going in the winter. But again, my mother grew up in Chicago, so I've been well-versed ah. in being blown down the street and how she would walk to school holding on to fences so that you didn't blow down the street. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, but again, lots of love to Chicago because it's a wonderful city and a wonderful scene. And uh, I think that wraps it up for us. Which means you guys know the drill. Follow us on Facebook. Send us emails if you uh, have a suggestion. It could be music. It could be saying, hey, thanks, nice podcast. It could be topic ideas because we don't know everything. Maybe you thought of something um, we haven't. To that, I want to send a thank you again to Michael Barcasey or Barcasey. I'm not sure. Who sent us another email today recommending music. That is something I'm interested in checking out because I have heard of numbers in Houston. If you're not aware of that email address by now, it is it's midnight somewhere podcast at gmail.com. It's midnight somewhere podcast is all one word. You could also hit us up on Facebook at it's midnight somewhere. You can also follow us our inst- various Instagrams under DJ Mistress McCutcheon and the Wasteland DJ. You can find us on Twitch at prophecy underscore online where every friday except for well this past friday uh, we will be doing something either psalms for two hours with one of us as a special showcase or we will be doing a four-hour prophecy on the first friday of every month meaning Bandcamp friday where you can find your new favorites and go purchase them and directly benefit the artists entirely did i miss anything laura we still do have stickers available if you want one if you want two, if you want four, drop us a line. Let us know. Uh, you can purchase stickers at morbidoutlook.com slash sticker. I tend to drop those in the mail on Tuesdays. So just let me know if you want one. Uh, the support is definitely appreciated. We missed a prophecy and have been kind of fumbling a little bit because of some tech issues. But honestly, your support and your words and tips have been super appreciated we're we're glad that uh that you miss us and that you're hoping that we get ourselves back up and running and we should be very soon until next time 
This podcast was almost called Lifestyles of the Depressed and Gothic.